It's time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken loves talking about breaking mobility news, while Sasha loves sharing the latest in new technology. So ready or not, the opinionated duo with a futuristic twist, here's Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Welcome to hour number two of Roadworthy Drive. Ken and Sasha in the house, ready to share, discuss, and perhaps even debate the latest mobility news and technology that we have discovered, often over just the last week. Welcome back. Yeah. Hour number two. Hour number two. Uh Uh-huh. Things are changing fast in the ability and choices we have have (laughs) to go, yeah, I can't talk, Mm -hmm. from point A to point B are changing too. And from what we are finding out, it really won't matter anymore if you're smack dab in the middle of a large city or on the literal edge of civilization. Me. Canvas. <laughs> Regardless of where you are, you will most likely have more choices than you know. Sasha and I plan to keep you in the loop no matter what happens. Yeah, I have to beg a differ with that because I literally live on the trenches of civilized civilization. I, I got a question. Then you could probably answer this question for yeah, me. Yeah, what you got? Is the earth round or flat? Uh, if you're on the edge, then you know. I mean, I hate to be the one to break it to you. Tell me. I, I know... That it's controversial to mm-hmm. have this certain uh, mm-hmm. opinion about the shape of our world. But uh, I'm going to have to break the news that it is, in fact, round. What? Yeah, it's it's round. Oh, my. It is a circular round shape. Okay. It is not triangular. All righty, then. I, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Well, folks, for second hour. Yes. We take a look at the five transportation technologies that will boom or bust this year. Oh, And boom or later, bust. guess what? It's, it's time with me. Tech with Sasha. <laughs> Hiya, Sasha. Tell the good folks what you plan to talk about. Uh, so this week, after a talk with one of our farmer listeners. Wait, I, wait, wait. Far, oh, farmer or former? Farmer. Thank you. One who tills the field. Uh-huh. For Amer- America needs farmers. Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Preach. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So and uh, ranchers and are you done? Almost the country folk. Yes, that live out in the wilds in mm-hmm. the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Sis, power with, to them with the moosin. <laughs> so anyway, um, I have got a really piece, a uh, really cool piece of ag uh, industry technology. Mm, more ag. Yes, and then for some reason I got pulled back into robotic servitude. What? Robotic servitude. Is that legal? Uh, it is actually. Oh, okay. Yes. In I many, was a little worried. Well, I mean, autonomous vehicles would technically be robotic servitude. In a way. So, uh, so yes, you'll want to definitely stay tuned for that. And the fact that there might be a replacement for man's best friend. What? I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Folks, if you want to join in on the fun, call or text the Roadworthy Driveline. That number If email is your thing, then reach out to us here, and that's Ken at RoadworthyDrive.net. Either way, we'll connect you with the show. Now, Sasha? Yes, sir. Um, I I have a four-letter word. Um. And and I now, uh -uh. Uh uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. I want you to be nice. I'm trying. Be nice. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it it, it begins with F. It's four letters. (laughs) It's it's called Ford. Oh. It's okay. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ford is breaking with the ri- with their rivals uh-huh. and committing to cellular vehicle-to-vehicle communications technology. Now, what most people don't realize... Wait, wait. What? Wait. What? When you say cellular, uh-huh. are they going to be using the same bands that cellular service use? Hold, well, hold on. I'm going to get there in a minute. Just uh, hold on with me. But we need to go there now. No, no. Hold on. Okay. I got to set the stage. Ah. Uh. Ford's been working on vehicle-to-vehicle communications for a long time, probably longer than any other automaker. I would actually agree with that sentiment, yes. Um, they've been at this. Um, what is going on is two kind of technologies, uh, one that they call uh, the uh, Dedicated Short Range Communications, DSRC, and then the cellular radio-based okay. uh, vehicle-to-vehicle. The issue boils down to this. Um, cellular vehicle to vehicle to everything or vehicle to everything okay. is All easier right. to launch. Yes, it is. Now, there's been Toyota's gone with the DSRC um, while others have gone Ford's way. In the middle of all of this is a proposed vehicle to vehicle communications mandate issued by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration back in 2016 that required vehicle-to-vehicle communications starting next year, 2021. That particular communique embraced dedicated short-range communications technology. However, NHTSA has not moved forward with this regulation, uh, so it left room for the cellular crowd to get a hold. Okay, but here's my thing. While I understand that the cellular... um the cellular avenue mm-hmm. for a vehicle to everything mm-hmm. is easier. Mm-hmm. What is more secure? Uh, really, uh, if you're going to argue with that, yeah, I would argue they are the same. Really? I, yeah, I don't see either one that has a safety or I should say a privacy advantage. Like a security yeah. advantage over the yeah. other one? Because we've talked about the fact that I mean, there was talk about maybe uh, vehicles getting the same kind of infrastructure that our airlines mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. Um, and where they would get their own, which I personally agree with. Everyone should be on record or everyone should know that I'm on record with saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, let's clutter. Let's clutter that communication up some more. Well, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good idea, right? Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, I mean, my thing is right now, I, I just mm-hmm. I want to go with. Because whatever they're going to implement, one, someone needs to get on the ball and put out a universal. We can't have Ford communicating wait, different wait. than Chevy. Different, but wait a minute. We, we basically have two. The DSRC, uh-huh. the Dedicated Short Range Communications, uh-huh. versus the Cellular V to Everything communication. Um, now, the Cellular one uses the same messaging protocols and much of the software already developed. For the DSRC-based systems, right. the difference is a different radio communication system. Okay. Uh, the message formats are common, but a vehicle equipped with the CV2X can o- only could not communicate with a vehicle that had the other. There are some companies, however, that are building units that can have either. Oh, now see that. Like if they enabled the both, mm-hmm. that would be really yeah. cool. Uh, it's... It is a supplier called AutoTox. Okay. They actually have developed a global V2X chipset that supports both of them. Now, however, you... but however, uh-huh. guess what? Uh, Comes course. down to money. Yeah. Comes down to money. And it looks like it's going to be an either or. So think, those of you that remember back in the early days of VCRs 
of Betamax versus the VCR. Stop it. This is another one of those. And we all see what happened with the Betamax. Hey, don't don't hate. It kind of went the same way as laser don't, laser disc. Don't hate. I'm just saying. Um, I I hate to do this to you, Sasha. Why do you keep doing this? I'm going to do this. We talked about automatic license plate readers yes, about a year did. and a half ago. Yes, we did. It ain't over. No, it's not. It is not I'm over. I'm glad you found that article, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, still a risk. Uh-huh. Most of these original systems are not protected. No. Uh, this information is actually becoming readily available. Yeah. And easily manipulatable. Yeah. Uh, here's the bottom line. However, uh-huh. uh, hats off to California. Of course. In California, you're responsible under state law to remain to maintain reasonable security practices to protect against unauthorized access of these automatic license plate reader services. If it turns out somebody is harmed because they put a license plate reader up and didn't have the basic security like password protections, that person could be on the hook for punitive damages in California. Now, see, it shouldn't be a matter of they might be. If you have a uh, Let me help plate you. reader. Uh, this says can be. Yeah, it should be. It wasn't can might. Be. Yeah, but hold on. Should be. Hold on. Starting next year, uh-huh. part of that privacy law we talked about. Yep, the right to California be law will ban internet connected devices manufactured or sold in the state if they contain a weaker default password that isn't unique to each device. Not only does that protect against hacking, it easily pre- it prevents easy hijacking from powerful network crippling botnets. That California. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. See, and what's for those of you that if you get a router, you understand that that router by make a model has the same admin password as every and, other router in that series. Route. Yes. So for them to actually say that, if that's starting next year, yes, that ma'am. means everyone from your router to everything is going to have to completely re-collaborate. And I want I want a California ro- router. Good luck with that. I'd rather live in California where there's uh, motivation. So are we packing? Like, well, I, I'm no, already packed. No, we're not going. I mean, we could just take my van. No, we're fine. We're good. No. We'll put like a peace sign on no, the side. I, no. <laughs> the summer of love was 51 years ago let it san go. clemente oh no yes no no california law yeah so just wanted to give you that quick update on the routers uh, coming up five technologies and mobility worth watching will they make the cut hang on and find out real facts real opinions real talk you're listening to roadworthy drive Mercury introduces two magnificent sevens, Cougar XR7, Zephyr Z7. Baby, put a charge in your life. Cougar XR7, bold, elegantly styled, deeply padded, luxuriously equipped. Baby, put a charge in your life. Zephyr Z7, high voltage styling with a price that comes as a pleasant shock. Two magnificent sevens. Baby, put a charge in your life. If you're just tuning in, this is Roadworthy Drive. Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little are manning the controls so that the program stays between the lines and on the pavement. Well, I mean, we're going off. (laughs) We went off to the weeds last week. We did, but you know what? This hour, (laughs) we're keeping it on the pavement because 
We're safe like that. But I'm going to take them to the fields next uh, Yeah, I know. Since it's winter and some of the roads ain't clear, <laughs> we're going to keep them on the pavement. Uh, and I'm making a promise right now with us at the wheel, uh-huh. this program won't end up in the ditch. I uh, promise. Uh-huh. I'm not going to pinky swear, but promise. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. All right, folks. Technology. Uh-huh. It's our vocation and stock and trade here on the show. And I thought we would look at five that might or might not come into their own this year. Um, technology, technologies, I guess. Right. I'm going to share them and you can tell me if you agree. Now, um, the first one uh-huh. that I've got to throw out here. I was about uh, to say, is the scooters on your on your bed just there? Just hang in there. Hang in there. <laughs> Autonomous cars. Uh-huh. Yes? No. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, as we into the the end of 2019, I think that we're going to see a massive rollout of uh, Waymo. I think we're going to see a massive rollout. Maven. Of, GM said 2019 was the year for Maven yep. self-driving vehicles. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that we're going to see far more, um, far more cities actually host. Mm-hmm. I think that we're actually going to be able to see uh, more cities taking advantage of the technology. I think that we're also going to see with the end of 2019, I think individual cities are actually, we're going to see more individualized cities applying this technology to either their safety or like they will actually purchase the technology or. I think they'll work towards integrating it into their transportation grid. Right. Which in larger cities would include public transportation, uh, ride hailing services. Uh, other services like shared bikes and scooters well, and things. Well, we talked about that one. Was it New York? When, New York was yeah. one. Kansas City's trying to do a little something-something. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Arlington, Texas. Where they were taking, where it was one fee, mm-hmm. and it would it would Cover interchange everything. everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then West Coast, everything from Seattle, Portland, San Francisco. So, yeah. By 2020, I wouldn't even be surprised if autonomous cars are delivering um, mobility as a service in select cities. Well, we already have that in, you were saying Waymo was actually charging people down in Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. And that's probably going to expand. Right. I mean, I could definitely see them, because uh, we've talked here about a few of the services. They're offering them free now mm-hmm. just to get people used to them, mm-hmm. which is fair. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that there's going to be a lot, uh, a, a lot of pushback, mm-hmm. you know, but... Mm-hmm. They're offering them free for now, and similar to the Tesla with the free year of, you know, free charging, mm-hmm. uh, I think that once people actually get used to it and they understand how easy it is, mm-hmm. then so, they'll okay. start charging. So the verdict on autonomous cars, yes. Yes. Okay, number two. No. Autonomous flying cars. By 2000, no, I think it's too soon. I think we're not going to see that actually <laughs> take off. Um, did you really? <laughs> I did. Ouch. <laughs> uh, I don't think that that's actually going to take off into like... 2023. Yeah, 2023. Uh, The challenge, actually, to flying cars is logistical, not technological. Really? Yeah. And remember, Uber Elevate did a white paper in the fall of 2017 that went through all the challenges. Yeah, I remember. And also remember that Uber Elevate hooked up with NASA to develop a uh, traffic system that would work uh, with near-ground flying vehicles. Yep, yep. So I think that... They're addressing the issues, uh, but yeah, it's a little early yet, even though there's a lot of people in that space. Well, and we talked about, what was it, Miami, that the high-rises were getting the the 
telepads actually on the roofs, mm-hmm. like the higher Vertical end. takeoff and yep. landing pads. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Tunnel-based no. transit. No. What? No. Well, you, I thought you were all in no. on Elon Musk, the boring no. company. There are some things that even love cannot accept, and that be one wow. of them. Wow. No. But he's not alone, though. No. You know, we've talked about this. I know, and I wasn't on board when we talked about it. Mm, no, mm, no, mm. no, no. Elon Musk's boring company is advancing a number of infrastructure innovations uh-huh. that rely on subterranean pathways. Nope. While companies' ideas are often criticized as unproven at best and unrealistic as worse, <laughs> they tried some test tunnels, if you remember, we talked about them. Yes, we did. And they said, oh, the rides were not all that good. But then again, think about the first car that ever hit the streets. I would not bet against Elon Musk. Here's the point they make. Mm-hmm. Today, most much of our transit occurs on a single-dimensional plane, surface roads and rails. Like airborne transit, airborne transit options, subterranean systems can help change this part of uh, this this whole uh, example. Okay. Or I should say paradigm. Right. Uh, but the innovative tunnel technologies have a way to go before they're ready. Maybe three to five years. Oh, I mean. Maybe. I I have a thing with the undergroundedness. <coughs> like there's, I mean. For me, it's just because of the I don't want to be underground. I mean, uh, as they subways say, in major cities now. Okay, but again, I would not ride a subway because I have I, no big deal. No, no, no a big cave look. is a grave. That's uh, all I got to say. Wow, I mean, no, wow, hater. We're not, we're not okay, doing wait that. a minute. Number four. Uh huh. This is your favorite. <laughs> Electric scooters. That's not my favorite. Uh-huh. That, that is not my. Twenty nineteen boomer bust. I, I'm gonna say. Uh, wait, are you talking about mobility as a service, or are you talking about individualism? I'm talking about scooters, electric scooters. I think electric, regardless. I think electric scooters for like uh, elderly, for kids, for basic mobility, personal ownership. I think that that's going to. Okay, still I don't want to see no older person on a scooter. We have balance issues. <laughs> okay, but what nah, saying, that ain't happening. But as a service, mobility as a service, I think we're going to see an end to that. Yeah, well, they need to improve the safety and the durability of the bikes they're using. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. As a service, I don't think that's going to have much time left. And, but as an individual ownership, but I, you're still going to you're yes. still going to need infrastructure. You're still going to need something like dedicated bike lanes or something because a lot You've of the got problems. Dedicated bike lanes now. Not everywhere. Well, and not in a lot of big cities yet. Yeah, well. Okay, finally. Yeah. Commercial space flight. Because commercial space flight. Yeah, commercial space flight. Uh, SpaceX, oh, Blue Origin, Virgin, Virgin Galactic. Galactic. Yeah, Elon Musk yeah. and your boy, Sir Richard Branson. Gosh, I Yes, no? Uh, you know, can, can I go like full on sci-fi geek mode right here? That's why we're here. I, I really wish. Like, I really, truly wish. Like, I would love for someone, just hint, hint, nudge, nudge out there, anybody. I would love for someone for my birthday, February 5th, to uh, get me a You ride. realize one of these tickets runs like $250 million. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I would I would accept that. Girl, there ain't that much love in the world. <laughs> Let me just break it down to you. I mean, okay? I'm, I'm just saying. And the I suits ain't going that. for it, so don't even try. I mean, I'm already submitting the paperwork. Uh, yeah, it, no, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I'm just trying to let you know and our listeners know that should someone the- want to purchase... Sasha J. Little for my birthday, February 5th. Then uh-huh. <laughs> $250 million. Private space flight 2019. Not yet. Not ready for t- prime time, I'm afraid. So when we get back, catch with Sasha. Yay! Yay!
facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. Okay, hold it. Before you I'm get in all saying. that, hold it. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> real facts, real opinions, real talk, for sure. All right. You are listening to America's premier mobility news and technology doc show, Roadworthy Drive. Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little here holding it down just for you. Uh-huh. What's on your mind there, Sasha? Okay, so during the break, I had to uh, fact check the pronunciation of my upcoming story because I forgot how I was supposed to pronounce it. And so I had to use Google Assist, which Mr. Chester thought that it was Surrey, which I'm a little disgusted that you thought that I would be using the fruit. I got nothing. I mean, you know how I feel about the fruits. I do. I do. It's the only fruit you don't like. Anyway, so in this land where I could have an autonomous motorcycle, Uh and I know some people out there are going to understand this, why can't I customize the voice for my Google Assistants and or Surrey? Like, why can I not have, like, the English butler? Or you need, Sean Connery. Sasha. Or. Sasha. Yes. You need to talk to Google about that. I'm going to call him. I'm sure because, you are. Uh, yeah, that needs to happen. Uh-huh. I, I need to be able. And I'll pay money. Like, do you remember? Um, what was it? Ringtones. No, stop. Back in the day. No, there was like, it used to be the. the. Uh, I have no idea. I am completely. When you think about that, right. let me know. Yes. Meanwhile, folks. Navigation. Navigation. The yeah. navigation, what was it? They started with like a G. Garmin. Garmin. Okay. You could buy the different Garmin voices for your Garmin. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was amazing. You could mm-hmm. have like, you know, it, it, you can have Hillbilly and so on and so forth. I mean, I think Jeff Foxworthy was one of the voices. So why can I not have that? Did in he the come land? up with a bit? You might really be lost, when <laughs> Right. I'm just saying that needs to happen. It's, for those of, for those of you who want to learn more about the show, <laughs> saunter on over to roadworthydrive.com, believe it or not. Right. It's home for the show with plenty to discover. And all I'm going to say at this point, just be sure to like us on Facebook. Please. Now, without any further delay, mm-hmm. because I just got a note from the suits, not to hold her back any longer, <laughs> tech with Sasha. Okay. So this segment um i want to talk about robotic servitude is that legal uh it is actually okay it sounds an, an not legal growing alarmity or alarm kind okay of so as, in, the, in the words of a famous sitcom <laughs> what you're talking about willis uh-huh fido wait, wait whoa Man's whoa best whoa friend. what are you doing to fido i'm not doing anything mm-hmm. but um for some of you who deal with purebred uh dogs um, and these would be definitely purebred, purebred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you spend $3,000 for a puppy? No. Would you not? No. Would you spend $3,000 with a immortal puppy? What you talking about? Sony has made Ibo. Uh-huh. Ibo is a uh, robotic looking beagle. I like beagles. I like beagles. I just don't. Beagles are like they're. So they're, is this a real beagle? It is a AI robotic beagle. Okay. He does, looks. Does the adorable. AS, is the does the ASPCA know what you were up to? <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't. I'm uh-huh. just reporting. Do they the know news. that you were putting Fido out to pasture? I mean, 
everybody knows the hassle of having a puppy, right? You've got to potty train it, and then there's shoes that will go down missing, and the favorite. But it's puppy dough. Right. And then they never grow out of said puppy dough. Like, I mean, they're always just like into stuff, though. Mm-hmm. And then you have to pay someone to train it and, mm-hmm. you know, maintain the mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. And would you replace your two puppies? Oh, no. With this? Oh, no. I rest my case. No. I rest my case. No, I wouldn't even replace, you know, the mice that come in from the fields with this, but that's just me. Okay. My cat's got to learn somehow. Ah, training. But anyway, um, uh, so Sony has a robotic dog, and it is really cute, and that is Ibo, A-I-B-O, um, and it's a chocolate-colored uh, three, uh, I'm sorry, tricolor uh, colored beagle. Um AI computer beagle. That will continually learn uh, from the owners uh, over the span of time that you own it. What is it learning from the owners? Uh, what they what they prefer, like how like its mannerism and how active you want it to be, and it will like bark. Stay, and, Ibo, stay. Right? Roll <laughs> over, Ibo. Yeah. Go to your house, Ibo. <laughs> go, go lay down. Go charge, Ibo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can't imagine that it's going to come preheated. Like, that was my biggest concern when I actually a read it. A cold puppy? Right. It's going to be a uh, cold puppy, uh, like a cold, uh, hard no. puppy. And I just, I can't imagine curling up with that. But How much is this thing going to cost? $2,900. I think not. $2,900. Mm-hmm. At least I won't have to follow it into the yard and clean up after. See, there are pluses. Mm. There are pluses. Mm -hmm. So I brought that up just because I thought it was kind of cute. The other thing that I wanted to talk about. Ibo. Write your ASPCA chapter, people. (laughs) I don't think that we're going to come across an Ibo in a dog park. I just really just don't think that that's going to be a thing. Although, can you understand like an upscale version of these coming out? Like hitting New York with, mm. with you know. And bear in mind, they've been around since 1999. Yeah. You yeah. Know, make so this is like the third version or the fourth version? I think version? this is a fourth generation. Uh-huh. Um, and they're actually available for, for pre-order um, January or February 1st. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, the other thing is, is that I want to talk about Postmates. And Postmates actually are making these small... Uh, rovers or delivery robots. Um, and the first one that they are actually known for is this cute little robotic that kind of puts you in the mind of Wally. And it's called Surf. From the Disney movie. From the Disney movie. Literally, Wall E. Wall E. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, it, it was really interesting because their VP. Ke- uh, Don't even try. You're going to try to pronounce his name. Ali Kashani. Okay. It's, he's the. Uh, VP of Robotics over at Postmates, Mm -hmm. he was actually talking about how they want to be the forefront of the on-demand revolution of delivery Mm -hmm. in the near future. Mm -hmm. Um, His special mission was to bring robots to the Postmates company. Mm -hmm. Um, So where have they rolled these out so far? Actually, they are, um, they tend to go along with like other big companies like Uber, Marble, BoxBot, Dispatch. So in other words, they would provide the vehicle that Uber Eats might use to deliver. Right, right. Oh, so we got a bunch of Tonka toys that they're going to foist on the public. I don't think that they're Tonka toys. And you know what? I'm going to go into actually where they're going to be at uh, in the next segment. But I thought that they were... And he talks about these can actually do a lot of good. Mm -hmm. Like, they are talking about they could... 
do more than just be couriers. They could take deliver medication. Mm-hmm. They could be used to fight crime. Mm-hmm. He talks about how they could take day-old bagels from a bakery from a bakery and ferry them to a food bank to help eliminate Why food not come waste. by my house? I mean, free bagels. If maybe you're on like the low income family list, uh, free bagels. Right, free bagels. I'm raising my hand. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Um, it could roll. <laughs> it talks about how it can do like mapping of the streets and sidewalks and stuff for like delivery people, mm-hmm. and it could also patrol neighborhoods. Uh, yeah, what? Maybe write parking tickets. Ugh. <laughs> Why, why you got to ruin a good thing? He, he's got his priorities. He wants to figure out how to deliver an actual fresh burrito. Hot, juicy, and timely. And non-soggy. Yeah. Yeah. That's for definite yes. sure. Oh, well. Finally, if you thought that was something, then you definitely don't want to miss part two. Sasha's going to be waiting for your prompt return, and you don't want to keep her waiting. If you don't want to Back in a moment. Uh-huh. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. This is the fourth and final segment for our visit together this week. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive with Ken and Sasha. We're glad you're here, but I have to tell you, good thing you're here now because... I'd hate to think of what's going to happen to those who might have missed the last segment. Now, I'm not going to tell her if you don't. So let's get back to Tech with Sasha. I heard that, by the way. Like, I heard, heard all of heard, that. Heard what? I heard all of that. Heard what? Like, I'm right here. I heard what? <sighs> don't know what, what uh-huh. you heard. You don't know? No. no. Okay, so last segment we were talking about robot, robotic servitude. There mm-hmm. we go. I could say <laughs> um, I am a robot. Right. And the reason why I went into Postmates and what they were looking to do is because a, a recent story that just hit the 22nd of January was that George Mason University in Virginia is actually going to be getting um, a robotic sur- uh, delivery robot. Just one? No, they're getting like twenty five. Okay, so wait a to minute. To start, uh, so is this kind of like the same like the story we talked about a couple weeks ago, University at of the Pacific? Right, but this one is done by uh, a star Starship Technologies. It's mm-hmm. a European startup. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is not the same company, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is basically the same thing. Okay, um, I'm bringing this up because it is one of those things where. We're going to see in real life um, or in real time how society is going to either grab hold and accept this kind of thing or if they're going to reject this kind of thing. So basically we're putting pizza delivery drivers out of work. Yeah. For a $1.99 extra. These kids are, well, and, you know, these adults because it's at a university. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're able to order from uh, it's called Blaze Pizza, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, now the difference between this one and the University of the Pacific uh-huh. is that I can get some real food here. Yeah. That other one, they, they were all it was, healthy food. Yeah. Ew. Stop. Stop. These and, delivery. And yeah. wait a minute. That was like ended at five. How late can I get something from them? Uh, you know, I'm looking over that. I'm not seeing that information in this one. Because, you know, I'm studying at night. I got the munchies. Oh, no. This one, they say. Uh, the bot can actually carry up to 20 pounds worth of goods. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Right? 
Um, and they have been tested in various cities. Um, but for these particular robots, they can drive themselves on sidewalks, over curbs, operate in rain or snow, and at night. Um, I'll have my pepperoni, yep. my pizza with pepperoni, yep. extra cheese, and the robot can deliver it. Yeah. And they say the students will be able to place their order through the Starship mobile app, which is you know on Apple or Android. Mm-hmm. They drop a pin on the map to tell the robot where to go. And the deliveries can be made anywhere on campus, according to Starship, okay? They're saying anywhere on campus. Okay, now this is better than the University of Pacific for a couple of reasons. One, they had it limited to 50 locations. It was 9 in the morning to 5 at night. Yeah. It was their healthy food. Yeah. Yeah, no. This is real. And did you mention Starbucks? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. And Dunkin' Donuts. Now, uh, no, no. Forget the Dunkin'. <laughs> America might run on Dunkin', but you Ken might. runs on Starbucks. That's true. Let's just That's keep true. that real. That's true. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing is, is that you mentioned, uh, at least on the Starship press release, mm-hmm. it specifically sta- states, for students who are worried that someone make, make, might make off with their late night snack, mm-hmm. which I'm going to take that it might run later in the evening. Three in the morning. Munchies. At a university. Hi. Hey. And they actually might do that because something else that is different with this particular project as mm-hmm. opposed to the other one, mm-hmm. this is actually going to be monitored um, real time by Starship employees. Okay. So from the minute that robot leaves its designated resting spot. No one's going to hijack my food? No. In uh, fact, yeah. they say that the robots have a locking lid that can only be opened by the person who placed the order. And I'm going to assume that's with like a temporary pin mm-hmm. or like a confirmation code to the scent. how much these things weigh? It did not say how much and, they and actually the weigh. And the reason why I say that. Because at 20 pounds of food and then... No, I'm thinking somebody might just snatch the thing. Like snatch the whole thing. Yeah. But see, that comes into the fact, I mean, they are monitored real time. Okay. So let's say that this, let, let's let just say mm-hmm. that someone has it in and they're going to, they have made up their mind that they're going to steal one of these things. Mm-hmm. There's no way, unless they study it far too intently and understand where, like how to actually shut it off electronically and disable the GPS system that's actually into this. Mm-hmm. Because again, it has cameras all around okay, embedded let me, all around the Let exterior. me help you. Low tech solution to a high tech situation. Uh-huh. Okay. It's going to be a dark sack and a rock. I'm telling you. Stop. Come out from the bushes. I'm not even playing. Uh, Come out from the bushes, hit that thing, cover it so now you've disabled the cameras. Hit that GPS with a rock. She's disabled. It's over. Yeah, but I don't think the GPS is going to be something that's outside with a huge sign, you know, from Acme that says GPS located here. Uh-huh. You studied the it's thing probably long enough going with to be a few on the deliveries. Underside. Uh-huh. It's probably going to be on the underside, uh-huh. which means that the minute, and I'm going to assume it's going to have something similar to a car alarm. Maybe. So the minute that it's at, there's actually impact or something like that, mm-hmm. they're already alerted. Uh-huh. And it's and going it- to know, like, whereabouts it is. And again... Cameras. Do you know how long it would take to steal and disable one of those? I have no idea. Not as long as you think. Pro- and then be long gone by the time they got there. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But the last thing that I want to share with you guys during the last hour is the Annihilator. The what? The Annihilator. Okay. It is actually built by old school manufacturing. Okay, I'm scared of this. Are you ready? Come on. 
This is, it was built by two brothers in Illinois mm -hmm. with engineering and farming backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And it is called the Weed Zapper. Okay. The uh, brothers wanted to tackle both organic weed control and the growing issue of herbicide-resistant weeds. Mm. So in 2017, two brothers from Missouri, both from organic farming and operations, purchased Weed Zapper technology. Okay. So basically, the, the machine itself, it adapts to or attaches to your tractor. Okay. And... It will electrocute the weeds in your field. Zap the weeds? Zap the weeds. Uh, how much current are we talking about here? Oh, goodness. Okay. So the current in these, let's see. Okay. <laughs> 150,000 watts. Excuse me? 150,000 watts. And how do you keep from electrocuting the tractor? Oh, no, no, no. Now, the coulter raises off the ground, and mm -hmm. the driver gets out of the tractor seat, or the monitor senses a, a loss of motion. The annihilator will actually stop electrical output. Okay. So it's got safety It's got uh, safety measures actually built into the tech. So of let the, me get this straight. Yeah. This is a big old commercial size yeah, yeah. weed zapper. Yeah, and it actually says the annihilator series can cover up to 12.5 acres per hour. Yikes. Yeah, that it's crazy. Now, it's saying that it can't do grass, but it could do a lot of other stuff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, folks, that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week. Bye, folks. Bye-bye. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.